0: Seekers come in many forms. They are artists, activists, and spiritual explorers looking to dive a little deeper into the pulse of living. In these conversations, we journey through the portals of their winding paths of expression to finding deeper meaning and connection to nature, spirit, and our interconnected existence. Welcome to the Zen Nomad Podcast with your host, Sonia Denelson. Today I welcome Veronica Siandre to the Zen Nomad podcast. Veronica has an incredible story of healing from electro sensitivity, which she had to a very uh, debilitating level where she had to quit working her job and leave her home and find ways that would work for her to get back on her feet and eventually be able to function in a world that's filled with Wi Fi and cell phones and everything like that, talks about shifting from a 3D mindset to a 5D mindset. And we discuss different tools to help us evolve into a more five dimensional way of being. We talk about different perspectives of dimensionality. We talk about um, intentions and mantras and Veronica's healing journey and the ways that she helps people now with going through their own transformations to be more self-empowered and the importance to be sovereign and self-empowered in your healing and well-being. We tap into a lot of interesting things in the conversation. So please enjoy and click the like button on iTunes if you're enjoying this podcast so you get notified when I put up some new ones. Right now, um, they seem to be coming up every couple of months or so. They may increase to every month. We'll see. I enjoy talking to people who are transforming in their lives in really interesting ways, connecting with spirit, connecting with the earth and finding channels for their creativity that are outside the normal range of what is obviously available to us in uh, normal society. So, Welcome and enjoy. So I'm super delighted to have Veronica Siandre today on the Zen Nomad podcast. Veronica, I met years ago at a show where we were both um, selling our beautiful items, and Veronica creates incredible wear wearable medicine and she also works with a lot of affirmations and shares words as medicine is really into the art of transforming from 3D to 5D and is making that progression herself and leading others through the process of being able to do that as well as we all transform during This time. So, welcome, Veronica.
1: Thank you, Sonia. Happy to be
0: here. Delighted to have you. So, maybe just to introduce people who might not really understand the terminology between 3D and 5D, do you want to explain a little bit about it and what brought you to this point of um, (laughs) interest?
1: Okay. So, um, so 3D is basically, you know, the third dimension. It's, uh, you know, everybody sort of knows what the third dimension is, but in terms of how we exist in 3D, um, it's shifting to a higher vibration. So in 3D, it's, it's, it's about the material. It's about time and space. It's about, uh, some would call it service to self- Um, it's kind of like this go, go, go existence that we all have. We're all here making money, trying to survive, working through all of our stuff. Whereas 5D is more about service to, to others or service to soul. Um, some would say service to love. Um, it's about living more soul guided or heart focused, less go, go, go. We're living sort of more from a place of trust and just sort of vibrating at a higher frequency. I don't know if that's a really great explanation. Let me see if there's um, more that I can add to it. Yeah, it, I guess it's just about anchoring more of our higher dimensional God self, opening ourselves up to more of our abilities in terms of how we use consciousness, uh, tapping into super consciousness, our ability to intuit things. That's sort of my understanding of it. Now, I could probably almost explain it even better in terms of when I really, really started to use it in my own life is I sort of developed a a matrix of healing where I use three portals. In the 3D portal, it's about doing things to heal the physical 3D body. And in the 4D portal, it's about doing things to heal the emotions. And then in the 5D portal, it's about healing using the quantum field, using mind, to sort of... um, faster and more sustainable so that sort of separates them again in a way can
0: you explain a little bit what quantum field means and is
1: um i guess it's a field outside of time and space it's like the zero point space from which everything everything kind of exists um
0: yeah that from a maybe a Taoist perspective. It's kind of like the Tao where everything kind of births out of. Is that what you mean? Sort of like, like source or the Tao. Yes. Yes.
1: That's exactly what it is.
0: Yeah. Okay. So you've been on a huge journey in your life that really even brought you into making your wearable medicine and maybe because I didn't really explain what the wearable medicine was at the beginning, uh, I'll let you explain it. I definitely own some beautiful wearable medicine pieces, but um, yeah, <laughs> with Lemurian, keeper crystals, <laughs> and, <laughs> and beautiful shungai, and grounding and connecting stones. But can you, yeah, just talk about how you got into making it and why and uh, yeah we'll take it from there i guess
1: sure so um so yeah so i have a line of wearable medicine it's called isola jewelry um everything i make is um everything is handmade by myself with a bit of help in my studio i use all semi-precious and natural stones most Notedly is a stone called Shungite, which is particularly grounding, a stone from Russia that's known to help to neutralize the effects of radiation and electromagnetic fields. And then I use a lot of different kinds of rock crystals, as she said, uh, the Lemurian being one of my favorites. So um, they have various properties, a lot of them very high vibration. Uh, but the other thing that I look for often is grounding. On top of that, everything I make is beaded in a pattern called the Fibonacci sequence. So the Fibonacci sequence is a a sacred sequence of numbers that unfolds infinitely in both directions. So it creates an inward and an outward moving golden mean spiral into infinity using a specific numerical pattern. In math, it's the foundation of phi as in pi and phi. And in nature, it's often called God's language in numbers because so much of nature unfolds in this very specific pattern. So, for instance, a rose gets one petal, then another petal, then two, then three, then five, then eight, um, which is the same pattern you'll see on the jewelry. So it exists throughout nature, but especially our DNA, because the spiral of our DNA is a golden mean spiral, which is the, the The Fibonacci sequence is the foundation of the golden mean spiral. So they say that the Fibonacci sequence speaks the language of our DNA and reminds it of its original fractal blueprint. And that when our DNA is exposed to this pattern, it has a healing and resonant effect. It's also the reason when we go into nature, we feel better, we feel more calm. It's because this pattern exists throughout nature and so when we're in nature, we start to resonate. It's like it raises our vibration and reminds us what harmony feels like. And I've actually started calling it nature's stem cell because they say that when we're exposed to this pattern, it reminds the DNA how to repattern itself. Amazing. And so that explains this. yeah. And so that's why um, I call it wearable medicine. But in terms of the reason I started making the jewelry, the only reason I started making jewelry was because in 2010, I was diagnosed with severe electrohypersensitivity and um, which we could talk about after. But um, when you're electrohypersensitive, which means that you have a severe and unpleasant, sometimes dangerous reaction when you're exposed to um, high levels of radiation or even just plain old electromagnetic fields. But during that time period, uh, the more metal you had against your skin, the more you would notice the radiation in the environment because it was conductive. And so, so once you become electrosensitive, you're kind of tempted to get rid of all the metal in your environment. I got rid of metal candlestick holders, metal furniture. I got rid of mat- my mattress that had metal in it. I got rid of pretty much all of the furniture in my home that had metal in it. And, but I of course, wore a lot of silver. Like I, I love silver and I wear it again. I just wear it differently. I started beading because I needed to maintain my level of accessories <laughs> and um, and I couldn't wear silver during that time or I couldn't wear metal directly against my skin. And so I started beading for that reason alone and it's turned into what it is now, which is, is silver jewelry.
0: Amazing. Beautiful. Yeah, when you were talking about the Fibonacci sequence and everything in nature and it creating this harmony... It just reminded me how whenever I go into nature, to me, it's like this natural chaos mm. that is like a symphony of of chaos. It's like very harmonic, but it's all these things just going off and really if someone tried to replicate it, it could very well be quite chaotic. <laughs> because you're doing it with such this harmonious rhythm
1: that yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I was going to say that even though you're in this sort of almost like a visual chaos though, you feel completely harmonious, right?
0: Yeah, It's like, it brings you into, if you really sit in it, it brings you into such like a deep state of connection and everything. Yeah. And you were um, telling me before that with the malas that you make that are in the Fibonacci sequence, if you're doing the mantras with the malas in the Fibonacci sequence, rather than the 108, you're with the 108, you're kind of completing at 108, a certain rhythm, but with the Fibonacci sequence, it's going on to infinity.
1: Yeah, yeah, sort of. So when I, so I used to meditate with the 108. And so when you meditate with that, it's like you're meditating on a circle. So you go around the circle, and then you usually reverse and go back, and you, you, you reverse. Each time you reach the, the guru bead or the tassel, you yeah. reverse and you go back, um, which is a beautiful practice. When I started meditating on the golden ratio or the Fibonacci sequence, you're meditating on a spiral. So you're going forward, outward, and upward, and you never turn back. Um, each time you go around the spiral and then you pass the, I call it zero point, it's sort of like you're in a higher level, like the numbers keep going up exponentially. So it's also called the pattern of creation. And so for me, meditating on it, and especially if you're using a mantra or an affirmation, which is what I often use, it's sort of like you're 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 inserting your affirmation into this pattern. But even when you stop, because you're on the spiral that's unfolding uh, infinitely and just going outward even when I stop meditating it feels like it's got this momentum and it continues to move out into the to the quantum field Mm -hmm. and so it's uh yeah so it's the difference between meditating on a circle and meditating on a spar two different but beautiful practices
0: yes yes I wanted to introduce you as walking in 5d but you were saying no I'm working on it like everybody else so what are the practices well I guess you kind of spoke about that when you were describing. 3d to 5d but when you're giving classes to people about how to start transforming from 3d to 5d because a lot of people come to you who are trying to navigate electrosensitivity and are really stuck in the 3d reality of that and you um, offer basically living proof that you can step into a different vibrational frequency i like to explain we've had this conversation before but i like to explain it as you become more permeable so anything that's around you is moving through you rather than getting stuck in any stagnation or blocked energy or i'll let you
1: take it from there (laughs) no that's a really good way to describe it it's sort of when I first start working with someone who is suffering with electrosensitivity years ago when I started trying to support people in in going through what I've gone through you know my my inclination was just to try to get them to use affirmations right which is basically trying to get them to work uh using the quantum field like immediate it's like oh my god come here you can do this magic if you work from this place but over time I've sort of um I've sort of seen, learned, and even experienced for myself, um, what's really required when you're in crisis, right? And when you're in crisis, um, and so this will sort of break it down again better. The first thing you need to deal with is the physical. Are you living somewhere that's comfortable? Do you feel safe? Um, Do you feel protected? Um, What do you need to do for your body basically? Because you're still a 3D being, Even though I want to move them to working using 5D tools, initially we first have to get that comfortable. So if, if they can shift what they're eating, eating more alkaline foods, like all the different things that you can do to make your body healthy or to keep your body safe, that's where I start. And that's very 3D right? And um, the work in the 4D space, which makes you a little more permeable, is where you start working on like emotional detox. So the first one would be like, like physical detox and environmental detox, right? Your home environment. The 4D um, would be more like emotional detox. So doing um, like uh, uh, trauma healing, um, shadow work, forgiveness work, anything that deals with the emotions, right? And there's a very, very long list of things that people can access to do that with. Um, My simplest way of putting it is to find processes that help you forgive everyone and everything and then love everyone and everything, like figure out what that work is and then do that work so we can get, and that actually makes us more permeable, right? And then the 5D work is when we start using with, working with consciousness, uh, with the quantum field. And that's when we start using mind over matter, right? So 3D is using matter over matter. 4D, I just say, what's the matter? (laughs) We're working with what's the matter. um, because It's all emotional. And then when we work in 5D, it's mind over matter. And so it's mind over matter in relation to everything, whether you're trying to shift your health or your life or the entire planet. Um, Our mind is one of the most powerful tools that we have. Uh, Some people call it mind God. They say God is mind or mind is God. Right. And so for me, there is no more valuable tool for us to develop. And it's like a muscle that needs exercising than the ability to change our own minds. Right. Cause as they say, when you change your frequency, you change your experience right and so working with 5D tools really is just about working with frequency so we can't see frequency we can generally feel it when it shifts but we can't see it to manipulate it so anything you can do in 5D would be basically sound uh, sense um, and I think I think that's about it sound and scent color uh, also works in five D, and then of course when it comes to when it comes to sound, that could be music, high vibrational music, so like singing bowls, sound bowls, anything using high frequency. Um, for me, it became affirmations, mantras of any kinds, mantras, prayer, affirmations, all of those things. Um, again, for me, it became affirmations, affirmations, anything to do with sound is a way to shift your frequency. Generally, generally, you're trying to shift it to a higher frequency. Um, and so, so those are what I consider 5D tools. Um, and then from each of those, there's a whole list of what like, for instance, quantum jumping, uh, vision, uh, using vi- visualization, creative oh. visualization is another one. And then under creative visualization, I would put like quantum jumping, which combines visualization with affirmation and meditation. So all of those things would be what's considered 5D tools. And then in terms of like the permeability, the way that I, um, I love to describe it is you know, what I say to people that, like I always say that if you can raise your frequency beyond that which is affecting you, it will no longer affect you. And that what we're trying to do is raise our frequency so much that we become like a clear quartz crystal. And when we walk into any environment, no matter what's in the room, it can move through us like we're a clear quartz crystal so that we become a cleansing um, effect as opposed to getting stuck anywhere inside of us where we have uh, physical blocks, which of course mean emotional blocks, which means mental blocks. And so the more permeable we become, um, the easier it is for toxicity to pass through us. And on its way through us, it's like we're clearing it as it moves back into the earth, which is sort of how I think of it. I love that. That's We're becoming like clear quartz crystals.
0: Yeah, that's beautiful. And it's in my my stone medicine teacher, she talks about that like we're learning how to use all these stones and make vibrational elixirs with them, so people can ping their their vibrational frequency by taking them regularly and shift it mm. uh, like flower essences, but with stones and 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 doing treatments on the body with stones. But that um, eventually you the the goal is to become clear enough so you become the courts that but getting back to everything that you were saying the heart and the mind or the mind i was going back to earlier when you were talking about the heart and how in all those practices that you were saying you do in 5d it's like they really have to come from the heart being really open and uh from the chinese medicine perspective the heart holds the shen, the spirit, the mind. So it's like the, the mind is, is the heart. And I guess in this world, it's sort of an axis, it's connected. So it's like, as long as the heart's open, then the intention that you're developing as words that come out from the mind, they carry that vibration from the heart that's like, can be an infinite Field. So the clearer that is. And then something else I've been thinking a lot about is a lot of people jump to um, almost in a spiritual bypassing way to like, okay, I'm just going to be high vibe and all heart, but they haven't dealt with any of the emotional blocks or emotional signatures in their body that are creating any kind of cloudy areas or blocked areas or or anything like that and yeah once we get to that point and understand that we want to be in that high vibration that's the place from which we can do the work to start clearing those other blocks with that higher vibration so like being able to look at them do the shadow work like look at them and do the work from that higher place from our true soul self and release those things to become more permeable
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, yeah nice it's like it's really aligned with (laughs) with with everything um what you're doing and what I'm doing we're doing them in different ways but the work Mm -hmm. is like very um aiming for a similar outcome
1: (laughs) yeah I think I think all the various works are you know I've said for for many years like um you know that that you know I I meet that the beautiful people who are just all love and light kind of do you know what I mean um like I'm I'm love and light too but I'm um just very grounded in my love and light or that's my aim and um you know, it, I mean, it even goes as far as like, sometimes I, I have like, just to, as a slightly different thing, like at my jewelry table, there will be people who are like, they don't wear black and they don't like, they don't want black, they don't want anything dark. It's like, all that they want is like the, the upper chakra crystals, which is never a problem. But sometimes I identify, and again, not all the time, a, a, a real sense of ungroundedness. Do you know what I mean? And it's sort of like if we're going to anchor spirit into our vehicle, which is what ascension is really about. It's not really about going anywhere. It's about anchoring spirit into our vehicle. That vehicle needs to be clear on numerous levels, just not the upper chakras where you understand the power of love and light, but also have done the work, just like you said, in the body where we remain grounded, which we mean you know, maintaining a connection to earth. It's where we are right now. Um, and then doing that middle work, that, that, that emotional, that shadow work, you know, um, it's funny though, that, you know, that, that term, uh, spiritual bypass, Yeah, I, I don't really have a real relationship with that term. I've, I, it's like, I've, I'm continuously trying to figure out what it really means because what, what comes up for me when I hear spiritual bypass, I think what I think, and it could be because I have it completely wrong. But I think to myself, well, what's wrong with that? Like kind of like what we're doing, like when you start working in the quantum field, we're bypassing a whole lot of stuff. We're bypassing it because that's what we have access to now, right? If we're living in the quantum field, Mm -hmm. um, we don't have to walk through all of the steps in the process. We simply have access to something higher. However, our ability to access it cannot happen if we're, like I I read something just this morning, I wish I'd written it down, but it said, um, oh, it was something like ascension means having zero fear, or it said that you cannot have any fear and be working on ascension. It was something like that. It's like the two just cannot go together. So if you're very fearful you can't jump, like you can't, like I'm just gonna bypass the fear and go into 5D. However, if you're doing if you're doing your work and you have work, do you know what I mean? If, you, if you're clear why you can't go forward with fear and you're clear why you can't go forward with unforgiveness and you have the will to, yeah. you can't bypass it by doing that work. Do you know what I mean? It's sort of like, it, like the pain of the process is no longer necessary is what I'm saying. Awareness of the process, responsibility not the process awareness of the blocks yeah. taking responsibility for the blocks yeah. and accepting that you can shift them using the quantum field is what's necessary i think it's complete unawareness maybe that's the difference for me you complete to, unawareness is the is is that the the bypass true.
0: and being completely unaware about with your blocks so then all the stuff you have a vibrational frequency in your body that's out of alignment with the high place that you want to go and you're carrying that vibrational frequency around and you're not looking at it, you haven't dealt with it, things are going to come up in the world around you that are going to seem like they come out of nowhere and be really challenging to deal Mm -hmm. with because you're not willing to look at that. And that's living up in these uh, areas and never looking at the the areas below, or, or I like to think of it as like the horizontal plane and the vertical plane. Like we're a node in between the two and the horizontal plane, we're here on earth. So we need to be engaged in that earthly work. We need to be engaged with um, nature and understanding that we, need, we are part of it and be caretaking it as it's caretaking us and and all the other stuff inside in order to facilitate this vessel to hold the spirit that has desired to come onto this earthly plane and have this experience but we can be having this experience if we deal with all that stuff and if if we all like get to a place where we are able to more fluidly have the skills to Um, acknowledge everything and step up then we will have a much more beautiful experience that is available to us here like using all of our koshas or all of our, our our bodies like our physical body and our energy body and our our mental body and our spiritual body to their optimum level instead of like the 0.2% we're using yeah. of each of them and maxing out the physical to process all this information we should be doing in the other body, <laughs> right? Okay. Like, Got like, it, yes, yes, yes. We can be superhuman, but, or human. Like I almost feel like at, the, at this level, um, a lot of us like we're operating at a very Uh, low level of our capacity that's actually available to us because we haven't been shown or taught or our culture doesn't facilitate us accessing those abilities that most people at this point might consider super abilities but they're not they're available to all of us if we if we kind of like open up to it or do the training
1: or or just even raising our vibration (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> it's like almost, that's almost enough. If we keep doing that, we'll just keep tapping into higher and higher, you know, information and gifts, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Okay. I think I have a, I think I have a, a better relationship with uh, spiritual bypassing.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, uh, yeah. I think that term, I think the term also gets thrown around really yeah. loosely yeah. and um, like there's several terms that get thrown around a lot. And I think they're to the point where where people haven't even really thought about what they mean. Like even multi-dimensional person could mean many things. Mm-hmm. And I'm starting to understand it for myself as meaning using all those different energy body or different koshas or different um body sheaths that we have. To their maximum ability, will um, allow us to be quite multi dimensional right here on Earth because mm-hmm. they're um, like communication with plants and psychic communication and, and energy communication and control will be at a much higher level. So, those open whole other dimensions to us that um, we were maybe unaware of for the most part Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, yeah it can also mean other things like do you have when you think of multi-dimensional do you have um do you have another understanding of it
1: I'm actually beginning to feel like I have a multidimensional understanding of multidimensionality just sort of the more the more I stay in it is the more I learn about it so uh, the simplest way that I would say that I actually uh, access it is when I do what I know we've talked about uh, timeline jumping and timeline jumping is is also considering what's called the multiverse um, which is the theory or the understanding that we exist in multiple universes at the same time, but it's not a past version or a future version. It is a now version. It's a, a version of you today, but each version has a slightly different past and a slightly different future. Uh, and that how these are created is if at any point in your life, you've had a really strong desire to do something or to create something or to go somewhere, and but you didn't act on it that at that point uh, it's like something breaks off, like the, like the these two, split happens and there's a version of you that ends up doing it or energetically and then there's you still doing what you choose to do. And that when you use the practice of timeline jumping, if you are able to, in your own imagination, visualize any, any version of yourself having an experience that you now want to have. If you can visualize and uh, emotionally connect with that version of yourself and start to vibrate with that version that you could actually create that kind of reality for yourself now, no matter what it is, right? So that's one way that I think of and use. I love that. The idea of multidimensional. But then the other way is, is recognizing like what you said was beautiful, like communicating with nature, communicating with plants. Um, that's communicating with multiple dimensions, right? And then the other would be just recognizing that there are multiple versions of myself, higher versions, much older versions um, in other realms, other kinds of beings. Um, so I think I exist in multiple realms at the same time. And and so I imagine that it's like the timeline jumping. It's like using... Uh, uh, multi-dimensionality like laterally would that be would that be considered lateral and then when i think of it as me existing in other realms as other kinds of beings higher beings it's sort yeah. of it. i could make that cross it's sort of like going higher and just sort of out more outside of time and space than this one is mm-hmm. um and so yeah from
0: there into yes, sugar. yes,
1: yes, and you know, in fact, that when I was doing um like last summer, um when my practice was really on point because we had so much time, I and mean, we we still have a lot of time, um, and I would do the timeline jumping on a regular basis. It was like one day I woke up to the fact that oh wait a minute, if if we already exist in all kinds of planes, everything already exists in the now. I already exist as a master, whatever that means. Do you know what I mean? I already exist as a master. And that's what we're all working towards some degree of mastery. And so I started instead of tapping into a timeline where I'm living somewhere particular and doing a certain kind of work and, you know, I want to be of service and I'm going to visualize myself being more of service, doing such and such from such and such a place. I thought, why not just continuously tap in to the self that is already a master like whatever you know what I mean and whatever happens between here and there is going to be fine and so I don't do it consistently but it was a real just kind of understanding that we already we all already are masters we've all already done this and so it's about accessing the part of us that already has all of this information and kind of downloading or you know expressing it more and more yeah yeah
0: it's so amazing to even think about and then have the patience to opening up that whole line of thinking and understanding the world and how we move in the world over like the past whatever years. And it's just unfolding and unfolding as a better and clearer understanding to the point where becoming an obvious fact inside of my understanding yeah. of the world it just um it just steps the previous life as I understood it into a whole other level of awe and amazement and it creates each moment to be like this unfolding of this infinite puzzle that's just like like the flower (laughs) of life right it's just like even when challenges start coming up oh okay there's something there that I get to transmute and transform and we start shifting our understanding of the world onto this level then we can start really understanding what it means to step into our magic to transform Mm -hmm. our lives into it's actually all within our power. And do you maybe want to speak a little bit about, um, you kind of have been, but I feel like you probably have a lot more to say (laughs) about uh, how you really uh, encourage people that it is within their power to shift you're really into people being empowering themselves and not depending like, yeah, it's nice if you can buy all all organic food, but if that's not in your budget, it's not necessary. It's really what it comes down to is I'll let you
1: finish. (laughs) No, I hear you. I hear you. Um, You know, it's um, sometimes that has appeared as challenging for me, like to convince people of that, but I've begun to recognize that it really isn't about convincing them of that. Um, what I've found is that by sharing my story with them in terms of my actual experience, at least when it comes to uh, the whole electoral sensitivity conversation and when I support people with that, um, because what they're looking for is just um, just to feel that, that there's hope and there's possibility and to recognize that it's possible to come out on the other end. And then I share with my breakdown, really my story of how I did that because during that time period, I probably ate worse than I've ever eaten in my life. Um, I mean, just, just everything in my life got turned upside down, even to the, to the degree that I didn't wanna take up anything in my home with me because I felt like it had all been irradiated. So I I felt like even my clothing had radiation on it because sort of not understanding just how it works. I just felt like everything in my home had been irradiated and I didn't want to bring any of the food or any of the condiments. And so I ended up spending nine months in someone's home where they had none of the kinds of things I would have used. And it, it didn't take very long before I couldn't afford to make a shift in someone else's kitchen. And so I was eating more like they ate and eating out a lot with my daughter. And I guess we're jumping over um, a tiny part of the story. So in um, in 2010, I was diagnosed with, I think I said, did I say that at the beginning about electrohypersensitivity? Once I was electrohypersensitive, um, I wasn't able to live in my own home. I found myself in, in you know, staying at numerous places because I couldn't find a space to, s- to sleep uh, that wasn't exposed to high levels of radiation, right? So that came with a lot of symptoms. My symptom list was chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia, Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, arthritis, heart palpitations, short and long-term memory loss, severe ringing in my ears or tinnitus, um, insomnia. And then I had like, Trembling hands that would sort of shake when I went to pick something up in a focused way. Um, so I had a very long list of symptoms. Um, I had been told that it was not really reversible. Doctors didn't really have any suggestions other than remove myself from exposure to radiation, which is very difficult to do, especially in the city.
0: College, that's what it was. Were they? Able uh,
1: well, it took. well the fact it actually took nine it took 11 months before i could actually get diagnosed so i had to i had to start figuring stuff out within that time period which i which i had started to do but um but yes so so when i share with people sort of my story and like so for instance that during that time period i wasn't able to eat organic i wasn't able to eat you know you know, GMO was not such a big thing there, but stuff with preservatives in it, I didn't get to avoid. Um, I was eating out a lot. My daughter was eating a lot of what's the sandwich place that you go get a like submarine. And my daughter was eating a lot of submarines. And then I you know what I mean? It was sort of like the worst diet I've had in 20 years mm-hmm. happened during the year that I was unwell. So physically, I couldn't do that. I was told that if I didn't take out my mercury fillings, I could not recover. I have yet to take up my mercury fillings. Not that I'm suggesting anyone keep them. At the time it was actually because I couldn't afford it. And now um, I haven't done it just because it creates a whole other list of possibilities that at some point I will take care of. But what I can tell you is that having them in my mouth has not made me any sicker, but that's because I moved beyond the physical in terms of how I work with healing my body. So none of those things um, did I have options in. And, and then I ended up after abandoning my home, nine months later, moving into a home and, and discovering that it was in fact, not quite as flooded as where I moved out of, but flooded enough that I was not gonna be able to get well. And I was quite sure I was gonna die here. And so it was in this house that I was guided, that I had tools uh, and that it was in this house I was meant to use them. Um, should I share the story how the tools were? <laughs> How it was given to me
0: yeah yeah, totally. so,
1: um, so it wasn't the tools that were given to me so what it was so after moving into this house after nine months of suffering um i'd spent nine months in the home of someone who had less technology than anywhere else that i was invited to stay i had friends and family who all welcomed me into their home but either they had a lot of technology giving off radiation or it was coming in from the neighbor's house and i could now feel things that were coming in from the neighbor's house And so I spent nine months in this man's home and I'd gotten a little bit better, but I hadn't gotten well yet. Um, But it also took me that long to find a home that using my um, RF meter didn't have really high radiation, right? So the house that I did take had very low radiation, but what I didn't know was that um, when I visited each home, I would go up and, and measure at the windows, like right up close to the window so that the you know, the landlord couldn't see me measuring anything because then they might think I was crazy at that time. And when I measured at the windows at this house, the sound of radiation, like the sound that it makes in this meter was very, very low. So I thought, oh my goodness, there's almost nothing coming into this house. I took the house, moved into the house. And the day that I was moving into the house where I was here for more than 10 minutes, my body started to tell me that I was really highly exposed. So when I took out the meter now without the landlord there. I discovered that it was coming in everywhere except the windows. And it's because the windows were made of this new glass called low E glass. And low E glass is actually made to keep out radiation. Now they will tell you it's made to keep out UV rays, but it's kind of bullshit because UV rays have never damaged anybody in their home. <laughs> but um, but it keeps out radiation. So while I thought the home was, was really good if you measured anywhere, it was coming in the walls. It was coming in the ceiling. It was coming in from a lot of places. But now, I was in this home, and so, um, a long story short, I ended up having to buy what's called an RF canopy, which is it looks like a musk it looks like a mosquito uh, uh, net made out of but it's made out of silver and cotton, and so I had it installed. And that was what I was now going to have to sleep in. And on one of the first days that I had it installed, the first mornings after my daughter went to school, I decided to try and meditate, which I had not been able to do for almost the entire year because there was nowhere that I could sit where I didn't feel radiation. And it got louder when I got quieter, right? So I sat in this canopy, started to try and meditate and I couldn't, I just started weeping and crying and weeping and just thinking of what had happened to my life. My whole life had fallen apart. So as they're weeping and having this really angry conversation with God, kind of asking like, you know, what the WTF (laughs) have I done to... To have this happen to me, and it was sort of like, how did you let this happen to me? And wasn't I, you know, working to clear karma and forgive and become more? Like I was doing all the right things, but you let this happen to me, and now you let me move into this house where I'm going to die. And how could you let me move into this house? And and so this voice kind of said, you know, go get your pendulum. And so I came out of the canopy, I got my pendulum, and I started to use it. And the first question I asked was uh, did I make a mistake moving into this house? And it said, no. And I said, but doesn't it have high levels of radiation? And it said, yes. I said, so am I supposed to be living here? And it said, yes. I said, but doesn't it have high radiation? And it said, yes. Did I make a mistake? No. And I just kept asking the same questions. Cause at first I was confused. I'm like, okay, what do you mean? I didn't make a mistake, but yes, it has high levels of radiation. And then I asked the question, could I die in this house? And it said, yes. I said, will I die in this house? And it said, no. And then I said, could I thrive in this house? And it said, yes. Mm -hmm. And when I started to ask those questions over and over again, it was like I got this download that went into every single cell in my body. And as I was sitting there meditating, it was like just, just sort of this information coming in that I could do this, that I don't know what was happening here, but it was bigger than I thought. And then the guidance I got just straight up was that you've had nine months to get your feet back on the ground. You have work to do and you already have the tools to do it. And I knew when I got that um, message, I knew that it was talking about affirmations because in the six months before this had happened to me, I had developed a workshop that had been approved by the Toronto District School Board. I think at the time it was called From Problems to Possibilities. But I had had this workshop approved by the Toronto District School Board, where I taught students how to turn their problems into possibilities. Basically, I was teaching them how to create affirmations, but but back then, I had to use slightly different language because it was not as, you know, widely accepted. Um, And so I had just developed this work. And now, three months later, I was abandoning my home. And so a part of me understood that it was like the universe had said, okay, you want to go teach people how to use affirmations? Okay, then then figure this out, Like you go become the message you're trying to share with you. You wanna teach people that you can do anything with affirmations and you go do it for yourself. Yeah, and, wow. and I got, yeah. you know, and I really, I really got that. And so I came out of the canopy that morning and I wrote my first and most important affirmation uh, that I used during my healing. And it was all about reversing these symptoms. And so I didn't, uh, so what I did is I took the power away from the cell towers and from the radiation. And I put it into the hands of my own divine being and body. And that became my affirmation so that, you know, whether or not I could move or whether or not I, you know what I mean? I couldn't do anything about my outer environment. And so what I was able to do was change my inner environment using consciousness. And, um, and it's worked. I'm still living in the same house. It's been 10 years. Um, and if and I... What's that?
0: And you're thriving.
1: I'm thriving, um, do you know what I mean? And it's like, you know, electrosensitivity doesn't really have a huge place in my life anymore, except in my um, my love of sharing the information to help others. And it's funny because over the years, I keep thinking that this conversation is gonna become less relevant. And instead, it's it, I'm seeing it become more relevant for a number of reasons because of the onset of 5G which is creating a lot of fear for a lot of people. And when I watch that, I'm like, no, 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 you don't need to be afraid. You have the tools. Yes. Um, and so, you know, it's, it, it you know, it might be a bit of a journey, but for me, just sharing that it's possible and my work is done. And you, you know? have some
0: workshops called From 5G to 5D.
1: Yes, Can yes.
0: And yeah, yeah, and you provide those and private consultation for people and yeah this is that you do that yeah i imagine during this time too because just the whole planet seems to be going through a big vibrational shift that there's going to be a lot of people who need a little bit of guidance because uh, like you and I have maybe been doing a lot of this work for many, many, many years and kind of gotten to a place where we know we have a lot of different tools to navigate the changes (laughs) and shifting. And it's important now because a lot of people are ready to change. They're, they're becoming either Uh, not happy with their state of health or mental health or physical health or just not happy with the status quo of what's happening and can see beyond the fog that there's a shift of consciousness that they can make and they're just not quite sure how to do it and it's
1: Yeah.
0: it's, um, yeah you provide like a different access points for people to come in and do that. You don't necessarily, people don't necessarily have to have obvious or any radiation symptoms. It's also just even just navigating mindset and yes like you have a very, you've turned me on to a lot of things too, with mindset of just being really clear with yourself about what, is possible and not limiting yourself.
1: And-, mm-hmm. and now you do the same for me. <laughs> um, yeah, you help me, you help remind me, just sort of wait, you can look at it this way. And so, uh, so I love that, I love that. You know, when I do, um, like I do the, like I do a short presentation that I do where I'm sharing, like navigating from 5G to 5D. And in that one, um, I share, I share a lot about what needs to be done but I don't share what I what I choose to do is not sort of say, this is what I did like specifically. Do you know what I mean? I like to leave people the options. And so I say, these are the kinds of tools and then they can kind of choose, right? And then the emotional one, especially they can choose. There's a million ways you can achieve emotional intelligence. I may have done my three. And then, you know, in all of them, there's a lot of options. And so I really like to leave that because I really, I really wanna encourage people to become their own medicine, to become their own researcher, become their own scientist, and to search for themselves. And so I really want you like go do your research, go do more reading. But I realize not everyone can do that or wants to do that. And so in the next levels that I'm sharing, I am gonna be developing like an online workshop that you can do, whether it's four weeks or eight weeks, um, where I'll share more of that. And then when people work with me personally, one-on-one, then I'll share, this is what I did. Do you know what I mean? And then I got really get really specific with these are the three things that I did here. And these are the four things that I did here. And so that's what I wanna move towards. And it gets more and more specific um, depending on what someone's needs are. You know, but, um, but yeah, cause there's so many options for doing, for just raising our vibration really. You know, I, I often when I'm out sharing my jewelry and I end up in a conversation um, about all of this, like the simplest advice I say to people is just go online and Google 100 ways to raise your vibration and yeah. choose your favorite 10 or 20. It could be a walk in the woods. Do you know what I mean? It could be ironing, whatever makes you feel present and at peace and, and then just do more and more of that and keep and repeat. What happens when I work with them personally, like one-on-one in terms okay. of this work is what I'm actually doing is I'm taking them through the process that I've created where they create their own affirmations, yeah. which for me is the most powerful and I cre- we create them directly related to the specific challenges that they have. Like I've had, um, I don't, actually I've never had really any books on affirmations, but I know there's multiple sources to find lists of beautiful affirmations. I think one that I remember is when The Secret came out, you yeah. could download like a hundred affirmations from The Secret or something like that. So there's a lot of beautiful affirmations out there. Um, what I found is that when I walk people through creating their own, They're able to create more of that heart mind connection that we're speaking about earlier. Cause initially they're just words on a paper. That's just mind. Right. But in the same way, like you could have 10 people in a room who say um, they want to create more vitality and freedom. So we could all just write down, I am now more vital and free and free. Right. And that looks the same for everybody. But if you move people to where they're visualizing what they look like when they're vital and free, for me, it would be, I'm, I'm walking on the beach at five o'clock every morning to a yoga class. For you, it might be you're walking through the forest and climbing. Do you know what I mean? It's going to look slightly different for everyone. And so when you need a specific affirmation, you're going to be tapping into one thing. I'm going to be tapping into another thing. Everybody's going to be tapping into something that means something to them, that feels good for them. And then that creates a heart connection that reading affirmations created for you doesn't do the same. And yeah. so that's why I do this in that process. Cause what, and they end up with like, like pages of affirmations. Cause we cover all the areas.
0: Yeah. So anyone listening, go and check out Veronica's work and get a appointment and a session and get your own affirmations.
1: Oh, oh sure. Sure. Well, you know what I'm actually in the process. because um. I've kind of been um, like been doing this work, as you know, kind of a bit on the down low for a number of years and I've never really put it into structure. Um, It's like, I've never really owned the work in the way that I do now. And so, you know, it's not ready yet, but over, over time, I'm going to have like, right now you have my jewelry website. And when you go to the bottom, you can click onto a page that shows you where you can book um, appointments with me. And initially they were just for, for virtual shopping, but it'll have a little bit of information about um, about like joining the navigating 5G to 5D. Uh, and those that I do, I'm gonna try and do them maybe once a month and those are free. And then eventually there'll be links that tell you about the other work that I'll do. Or you can just contact me directly if you wanna, you know, just sort of move faster before I get it all ready online. But um, yeah, love to do more of it.
0: Your website is iloveisola.com,
1: right? Yes, 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 yes. And but, you know, for, 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 um, for the electrosensitivity stuff, um, it's a website that I never really give out, but I'm, I'm going to start giving it out. It's about to get updated. It's really an old website that I built. It's uh, sogrounded.com, but it's spelled S-O-W-E grounded.com and that one really is about the journey that I walked through the electrosensitivity and I really I have barely looked at it in years and so it was built in 2010 so forgive me if there's videos missing because they don't exist anymore but um as I've started to share this work more people are getting a lot of value out of it so I'm like okay just send people there because there's so much information there Um, and I'm getting ready to update it and then it'll be move to a a bigger website soon but there's still a lot there for them to to get especially if they're suffering in any way shape or form
0: amazing and you are always so open to talking to people and they can just send you an email if they need to have any questions yeah the the free talks of from 5g to 5d are really generous it's like a generous amount of information. So I highly recommend that if anyone is interested in navigating these times and shifting their frequency and empowering themselves to connect with Veronica and also check out her incredible wearable medicine, her malas and it's absolutely beautiful and the craftsmanship behind it is of the highest quality and um, yes so beautiful thank <laughs> you check it out and thank you so much veronica for taking the time to do this interview with me and or this chat interview um i'm excited to share it with the zen nomad audience and this was a long time coming so i'm glad (laughs) we finally um were able to align and get this done
1: awesome and and thank you so much for having me that was uh really fun that's really fun so thank you
0: you're more than welcome